what is the flipping story home skillets um welcome to episode number 19 we're approaching 20 episodes here you know things are getting exciting they're cooking up um first of all it is a typically wet and moody day here in Wicklow um very gray very nondescript you know it's not it's not pissing rain it's just like there's rain in spurts and there's like there's raindrops dripping from the outer buildings and there's kind of you know puddles dotted everywhere dirty puddles and it's a very much a kind of a typically irish I'm going to stay the fucking doors type of day. And I haven't been outdoors very much today. But I got out today for about five minutes. Five to ten minutes just to walk outside. And I heard the chorus of birds outside. Just in full swing. In full flight. Pardon the pun. I um, I approached these large native irish trees actually that are planted adjacent the house um and they they kind of shadow a pathway that brings you out into the kind of open stretches of land at the back of the house and all i could hear was you know sparrows wrens um probably finches blue uh, probably long-tailed tits Every single kind of bird call you could imagine was whistling through the trees. And it kind of made me think, okay, what do we actually do when we go outside? What happens to us that changes when we go into the outdoors? And what I've kind of come to the realization is, is that when we spend an awful lot of time in our cars or in our houses is our senses become dormant. They're like a dormant, they're like a dormant seed, like a dormant seed just waiting to hatch. And they, they're, they're locked up until that moment comes for them to be re-engaged. I felt like that today. You know, I had, I had been in the car for a bit. I'd been in the house I hadn't spent much time outside and then immediately when I hopped outside I heard the crunch of my footsteps under the gravelly ground. I heard some rain droplets, you know, falling from the leaves and I I smelled the rain. I smelled the freshness of the rain on the grass. And then just as I was turning onto the path, I heard the chorus of songbirds talking to each other in the trees, probably telling, saying like, who's this flipping lanky dope coming up up in here? You know? Who does he think he is? And probably letting everybody know that I was in the vicinity in case, you know, I was a predator or if I was going to cause them any harm or something. You know what I mean? They were just looking out for each other. You know? Keeping watch up in here. But it was just lovely to to re-engage the senses. And that in itself is mindfulness. That is being mindful. Is when you tap into the senses that are being evoked in that moment. You know? When you notice the smell. When you notice the sounds. When you notice what you see. That is being present. It's being in the moment. It's being right there. You know what I mean? And I don't think that, that anything can you know, can bring you quite there like nature can. You know, even driving, when you're driving in a very picturesque area and you're looking out at the mountains, yeah, your your eyes are engaged, but it's, it's as if there's a little barrier, the smudged wind, windscreen, you know, the rain droplets dotted all over this windscreen makes it tough. It's like seeing it through, you know, through an un- an unclear looking glass but when you step outside and you get the the accompaniment accompaniment of that beautiful fresh air and of you know the sounds that come with nature 
you know it really does you know it evokes something in me anyway you know um and this feeds into last week's episode last week's episode was the magic hazelnuts and like people just sent me some of the most wonderful messages ever about that podcast particularly about the irish folklore and about you know about the story of the salmon of knowledge and you know how i suppose the magic that's within the land in ireland has been kept alive through these stories you know and how we now have to keep not only the magic of the country alive within you know onchanga the language and as well you know through these stories through this folklore but also through the actual physical realm itself like you know what i mean planting trees you know sowing seeds of wildflowers in in you know so that we can create meadow you know doing the things that that help nature out like give nature a bit of a hand because you know she's done so much for us you know she's basically the reason why we're here on this planet right now so we need to mind her we need to look after her take care of her you know what i mean it's like nature right now in this moment in time, she's been here a while, boys. She's been here a good long time now, like, you know what I mean? So, she's an old one, like, you know what I mean? And although she is ferocious and she is demanding of respect and she is wonderful and she is wondrous and insurmountably huge, she, she, she needs our help. She needs our help, just like we would give help to our elderly, you know, to our elderly loved ones. That's what we have to do when we think about nature is that, yes, they are magnificent, you know, beings, magnificent people, you know what I mean, in their old age. And they have something that we don't have, and that is experience. But we must, we must mind that experience and allow it to be passed on. It's just like minding those old stories, those old folklore stories. We must now mind the earth. So that the future generations can not only, you know, hear the stories of these wonderful things, but also can, you know, get outside, get onto the mountains and through the forests and bathe in her rivers like we have, you know. So um, there was great reaction to last week's podcast. It was really fantastic. Um, So I'm delighted I did it. It was a completely off the cuff podcast. I'm delighted I did it. And I'm delighted that I was welcoming new patrons. That I was welcoming new patrons onto the onto the Patreon. Um, it's been fantastic. The last couple of weeks, I've really reignited the Patreon. Um, doing weekly articles, weekly pieces, um, and trying to decipher some some new community initiatives. You know, within the Patreon itself as well. I think Patreon is really going to start taking off now. Uh, on my side of things. And where I'm going to start, you know, bringing us all together as a community because we don't know each other really. You know, all of our, all of us within the 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 bind, I suppose, or the the common goal of the of the Patreon. We don't really know each other, but if we can bring that like-minded, those like-minded people together, you know what I mean? Everybody in this is all in this because they find some sort of a worth in the podcast and what I'm doing, and in each other as well because we are all we are all leaning on each other you know um so i'm really looking forward to bringing that more together as well so that's my introduction hey it's only just under 9 minutes 9 minutes now as of now so i'm getting quicker at these you know but the intros are uh, actually some of the you know the most fun that i have sometimes is just kind of going to go on, you know free you know no no script no nothing and i don't even have a script for today it's something that I've been musing on and something I've talked about for so much that I real I really do think that I have a great way of, you know, of I suppose explaining it within my own life. So hopefully I don't stumble up, you know, in my words and get caught up in the middle of it and you're like, Connor, you big ah, you big flipping dope. You big f- you big dummy, you know? Should have wrote you know, wrote all those things down, written them down. You know? I'm already messing up my words. Um, but yeah, today is, well, you could almost say that this is the Mike Tyson conundrum part two, but it's not really, so I'm not going to call it that, but it really is touching more on the, the psyche 
of Ranuk, of the side of me that, you know, has that negative sense. But on this on the surface level it's negative, but on the on the deeper level, there is an element of of him that is trying to protect me, trying to keep me safe, you know, trying to actually protect me from me. You know, protect me from myself. You know what I mean? And that, and that's that can be sometimes the reasons why we don't see these issues arising is because we're not actually allowed to see them. There's a part of us that doesn't allow us to see the areas that, you know, could possibly do with a bit of alteration and a bit of a change of perspective. You know what I mean? And I, don't, I think we stand in our own way in terms of that change. And so... When I talk about Ronak, if you haven't listened to the Mike Tyson conundrum, how dare you? How very dare you come on to this episode and not have listened to all the other episodes? You flipping, you fecker, yeah. Now, I'm, I'm only joking, but do go back over the other episodes in the series. If this is the first one you're listening to, do go back in the episodes in the series because you will get an awful lot more from all the other episodes if you do listen to all of them, you know, chronologically. There's no real rhyme or reason to most of them, but, you know, in terms of episode 6 isn't about episode 5 and such, but it's, you know, there's different things that I talk about and, and, and I, you know... Uh, I make reference to other episodes, so it's it's always good to to know these things. And I'd be like, "What's he talk about the Mike Tyson conundrum for?" Because I don't even know what that flipping thing is. Or Ronak, who who do be Ronak? You know what I mean? You'll know who Ronak is if you listen to the Mike Tyson conundrum. And so, in in place of Ronak today, I'm going to be talking about the ego self, right? The ego self, and. The Connor part of this whole thing, the, the, the real, true self, is represented by the authentic self, right? And I, and I didn't really know it at the time when, you know, a few years back I decided to make some, you know, fairly gigantic changes in my life, you know what I mean? I, I made some huge alterations and changes in the internal I made some fucking huge changes on the inside, which then allowed me to to make the changes on the outside, but not just make them, but keep them. You know, maintain them, make them into my life. Where so many times I had made changes on the outside, and then the inside would get the better of me and go, no, we're not doing this anymore. We're going to get back into that old destructive behavior because that's what's comfortable and that's what we know. And if we're always fucking up, then it doesn't really matter, you know, about how successful we're going uh, in our lives. It stopped me from growing, from moving forward. And so that was the battle between the ego self and the authentic self. And I feel like, you know, the more I explained through this, because I'm going to go through what the ego self is, what the authentic self is, um, and I'm going to explain, you know, I suppose how they have affected me and how I am how I am seeking to identify when I am in ego self and how I am seeking to, you know, bring more authentic self all up in there. But when I started to make this change, and I started to make this change in my life... I realized that one of the major aspects of this change was this alter this change from the ego self right which I was in 99.9% of the time really and changing over to the authentic self right and the and the more I talk about these two things the more I realized how big a change and how big a difference it made in my life. It made a huge difference in, in, in my life. It allowed me to have a, an, a far better relationship with myself, which then allowed me to have far better interpersonal relationships, professional relationships, uh, long-term you know relationships, um, relationships with friends, family, it allowed me to have a lot more of that. And so it started from within and then it went to, to without, right? So what do I mean when I say the ego self, right? Um, the idea behind the ego was Sigmund Freud, right? I, and, and 
I'm not necessarily going to be like reading from a book about ego self. I'm going to be really attaching it to my own experience here, right? You know what I mean? I'm not going to just go, the ego self is this, 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 and this, and read it from a textbook. I'm going to say how I've actually identified and implied it into my life. And maybe there might be some counterpoints in your life that you can resonate with. And that you can say, yeah, do you know what? Fuck it, I've actually felt like that or talked like that before. And maybe then we can spark our, you know, our own thoughts within you. This is what it's all about. It's not about, you know, telling you this thing from a book that you could easily go find yourself, but trying to maybe just explain it in a way that I've taken it, right? So the ego is this aspect of ourselves that is actually constantly trying to protect us. It's trying to protect our ego. It's trying to protect us from feeling embarrassed, from feeling vulnerable, from feeling ashamed of something, right? So the ego is actually working in a protective way, in a protective manner, right? So it wants to find a reason why things happen that is kind of not generally to do with you. This is just one aspect of the the ego self that I've really found to be a huge difference in me is the ego self wants to find blame within your life and within the people you interact with in your daily life. It doesn't want you shouldering stuff. You know, it doesn't want you taking things on. It doesn't want you, you know, thinking internally and trying to grow. It wants to shirk responsibility. And it wants to lay blame. And it also wants to prove things too. It wants to prove that we're good. It wants to prove that we're good enough. It wants to prove that we're right. It wants to, you know... It wants to hold this flag of, I am fucking great and everybody else better fall in line behind me, right? And how the ego self manifested itself in my life in so many different ways was just like that. It, it blamed a lot of people for the way that I would feel about certain things in my life. And it would blame, um, you know, uh, my, my girlfriends, my bosses, my family, my friends even sometimes, for different aspects of my life. And I really, you know, figured out that when I was in that ego self, there was really no good going to come from it. So I'm going to give a few examples, right, that I have had in my life with the ego self, right? So, you know, I've been in a, in a handful of relationships and throughout basically all of the relationships, I had some personal insecurities, right? I'll first person to put my hand up and say, yes, you know, I have been insecure. I am insecure, you know, at times. And, and uh, I've, I've had other issues with trust issues and a few other different aspects of myself. And I've had them throughout my time in relationships. I've had these um, these insecurities, right? And almost every time that I have been in these relationships, I have sought to show myself how the insecurities aren't really my fault, but they're actually being drawn out of me by the people that I'm that I'm with, right? I I'm not I don't I'm not insecure. I am just feeling insecure because of her. I'm feeling insecure because of what is she, what shit she's doing. You know what I mean? Or what she has she has said to me or what uh, I have read from that situation there. She's making me feel insecure, not that I am actually insecure. You know? That's the ego now talking to me. It's like, "Connor, no, you're not insecure." You're insecure? Are you for real? No way. Sure, why would you be insecure? It's actually this person is making you feel like that. And that, and and then that would lead me then to regress, not want to grow and think about maybe having a life where I'm not like this, you know, where I'm not insecure, you know, wouldn't it be great, you know, to have a functioning, you know, good relationship, that would be fantastic, the, e- the ego self doesn't want that, because that will require a lot of work, a lot of looking at ourselves, a lot of growth, you know, and the ego self doesn't allow that. The ego like the the ego self wants to shut those thoughts down. It wants to protect you. 
doesn't want you looking at yourself in the mirror. It wants you to go, this is the reason why this is happening is because of this person here. And then that would lead me to, I suppose, these destructive behaviors, you know, becoming withdrawn from myself and really just, you know, you know, maybe shutting down my feelings as well at times, kind of thinking, okay, well, if this person's going to do this and make me feel like that, that I'm not going to care. And I'm not. I'm, I'm going to move forward, move forward, and move on. And then that's the breakdown of the relationship. Then fucking up things that you know could have had an opportunity to be good, right? That's what the ego self does because because that thing that could have been good required work, required work from within ourselves and within the relationship itself. But it starts with you know with within me, you know, and the ego self. Ego self doesn't want you to do that shit. Ego self wants you to be, you know, safe. You know, doesn't want to feel anxiety. Doesn't want you to feel, um, you know, hurt. Doesn't want to fe- you to feel these things. So it's going to try and identify these ways of removing that from our lives. And that's the way that it, it manifested itself in my life. It was the same when I was working in a job that I, I didn't, you know, I didn't particularly love the job. But there was times where I found some great... You know, um, I suppose some 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 great meaning from it, and I found some great enjoyment from the job. Right, I as you know from listening to the podcast, I sold cars for many years for the, for the majority of my like early to mid twenties, and I I actually at times really enjoyed it, and that kind of led me to believe afterwards after I left the job when I left the job I thought it was the job's fault and as now and then when I get rid of the job then my life will be great then I realized no that's not the case because I I could have times where I enjoyed the job if you really truly hated something and you you detested it how could you ever find enjoyment out of it you get what I'm saying if your job was like I don't know Let's say I got a job shoveling human poo-poo, right? I don't think there'd be many days where I could find an enjoyment out of that. But yet I could find enjoyment some days from selling cars. And I had a great old time doing it. So, that begs the question, why did I blame the job? And why did I think about this job that wasn't giving me any fulfillment whatsoever in any way, shape or form. And what I realized was that, you know, I was blaming outwardly, I was blaming my bosses, I was even, I was blaming my co-workers, I was blaming the customers that I was dealing with. I was blaming all of these people for my own lack of fulfillment and lack of enjoyment and meaning within my job, Right? But I realized soon after that, that, okay, first and foremost, numero uno, right? And this is the, this is it. That's the ego self talking now, right? I, I could never think about any other option other than it was these people's fault. It was never anybody else's fault. You know, it was never, sorry, my fault. It was everybody else's fault. And that's the ego self again, trying to point out, it's your bosses and the customers and your co-workers and all these things. These are the reasons why you're so unfulfilled in your job and why you're so unhappy going to work every day. That's why, Connor. Pointing outwards, projecting outwards into the external, never looking inside, never looking in the internal. Right? Those are just two examples of the way that the ego self would play out in my life. Right? And, like, the ego self playing out in my work life was again just this vicious circle where I would, you know, do a half-assed job because I feel so crappy about being there. Then this half-assed job would be passed, it would be, you know, would would come to the attention of my superiors. I'd get a talking to. I'd be like that fucker in there now calling me into his office now to give me a performance review. How dare he? Well, he of course he's going to do that because you're not you're not performing because you're not happy with the job. And then I'm blaming him for doing that when he's just doing his job. It's, it's constantly projecting outwards. I'm never shouldering any of this responsibility myself, you know. And I'm never allowing myself to think about ways that I can actually grow personally 
more just project project outwardly right you know what i mean so that's the that's that ego self in my mind like is i i i want to i'm proving that i'm good and i'm right it's your reason why is your you're the reason why i'm insecure or you're the reason why i haven't fulfillment in the job so i don't know what you're doing but i'm actually grand i'm actually parfait as they say in france you know what i'm saying for y'all multilingual homies out there you get me so what is the other side of the ego self what's the opposite what's the antichrist what's the or what's the christ to this antichrist i should say what is the connor to the ranok that's the ranok that 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 the ego self the the authentic self is connor connor and i realized very you know recently really you know how much i had been leaning into the authentic self for the last number of years really leaning into the authentic self so let's let's play out those two particular situations that we had just played out with the ego self let us project that let's let's um play out those within the authentic self right so okay you're in a relationship and you feel you feel insecurities you feel these anxieties you feel maybe distrustful of the person you're having these anxieties and like nobody enjoys them they're a very very they're a very complex thing and they're also very you know very damaging as well and very hurtful to ourselves you know what i mean and they they, they never really do us any good ever they 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 don't do us any good that those those insecurities and those feelings of anxieties and those physical the physical manifestation of our thoughts so we have our thoughts and then our heart starts to race maybe we start thinking you know all of these things and they spiral out of control nobody wants to live like that you know so i'm in the relationship and i'm having these insecure thoughts right and when i'm in authentic self right i am thinking about you know how am i going to be able to to you know grow from this how am i going to be able to move forward from this i don't like this i don't want to keep firefighting i don't want to keep putting plasters on broken bones here you know by blaming everybody else moving on oh yeah having having that having that kind of breather time and then going into another relationship and then having the same thing happen again i don't want that to keep happening how do we stop that that's the question that the authentic self um is asking me and my authentic self isn't really preoccupied as much with my feelings it's preoccupied with honesty and my own personal growth so when i'm in a situation where i am where i'm having these difficulties and i'm and i'm and i'm having these insecurities i'm uh, the authentic self says well look this is kind of the way we felt the last time we had this situation isn't it and this is a different person so it may not be to do with them really is it it may not be to do with them here you know you are the common link within all of these relationships here right if you're the common link do you not think it's maybe a little bit um you know too coincidental that it happened to be everybody else's fault for the reasons why you were feeling this way ooh you make a you make a good point authentic self you make a good point the authentic self stand in there and the authentic self is kind of like have you ever talked to somebody and they've just got this element of calmness to them you know there's nothing there's nothing within their minds or their or their bodies that are running away with itself they're very assured they're standing there or sitting there next to you and they have this aura this presence about them that they kind of know how to handle any situation that's what the authentic self brings the authentic self doesn't care about how you're going to react to it you know in terms of if you're going to lash out or if you're going to be angry or frustrated it's there calm as fuck 
just waiting for you to actually come to the realization that it's right. So after we, the authentic self says this thing where you're like, okay, you're the common link within all of these things. Do you think that it might be something that we could, you know, that we could work on? That we might be able to alter for the better? We don't have to keep butting our heads against these insecurities. Do you think that that might be something, right, that we could do? That it might not just be, you know, might not be a great idea to keep blaming these people but actually maybe we could just actually work on ourselves and we can actually cultivate something we can cultivate a better way of living we can create and connect you know we can create this better lives for ourselves you know we can we have a better idea about connecting with people you know we can connect with people on a different level and we can cultivate better lives for ourselves. We don't have to prove anything. And we don't have to protect ourselves from ourselves anymore. You know? We don't have to do that anymore. We can open the doors to real personal growth. And so following on from that, the authentic self says this to us. And what the authentic self does what the 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 ego self doesn't do in my own estimation is it presents a solution it presents a solution right so it presents a solution in the way that it it actually allows us to you know to put these thoughts outwardly and to actually communicate so the next step is we have identifying let's say the 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 insecurity here that we're having that's step numero uno. And we're identifying that the insecurity may be coming from us and maybe within our control because we can't control the person that we're with, you know? We would, and, and we should never want to do that. So we have, we have to be able to live our lives within their lives as well, John, and let them live their lives the way they're going to do it. So... In the only way that you can share an idea with somebody or share a concept or thought with somebody is to communicate with them. So it allows you to get to that solution. So the solution in this situation is sitting down with the person and going, look, I'm feeling insecure. You know, I'm feeling insecure about these things. This is authentic self now. This is authentic self really coming into its own here and it's, it's allowing us to cultivate this better way of living take responsibility for ourselves and you know actually present a solution and put it out there for the person for the other person that's in the situation to deal with that and that allows for you to move forward and grow and actually become a more well-rounded person so the and the authentic self again comes into this situation that I've plucked out of the air really about this about you know in in the job in my career, right? When when I realized that I was kind of removing the fingers that I was pointing at everybody else, I was taking away the fingers that I was pointing to, you know, towards everybody else and blaming everybody else for what was going wrong or the shortcomings in my own life. I realized that it allowed me to turn that light in on myself. And really think about, okay, right, what can we do now? You know, it's it's our responsibility. It's our life. It's our responsibility. So the authentic self comes in and goes, you're blaming your boss, the person that pays you every month right now. You know, you're blaming them for the way that you feel. And you're blaming your customers, although the customers are are probably giving out because you haven't really fed into what you're actually supposed to be doing within your job. You're, you're not doing your job to the standard at which you should be doing it because you don't feel happy and fulfilled in it. And therefore, they are having their say or they're, and, they, and they are not happy about the situation. Your colleagues, those are completely out of your control. They, they, you can't control how they, how they are, right? 
So what's the common link here is you, right? So the common link is creating this communication where you can actually, you know, where you can actually say what you what, what, what you think and what's on your mind, okay? So the first thing is, okay, whose responsibility is it to have fulfillment within their career? It's, it's your responsibility, Connor. So if it's your responsibility, then what's that telling you to do? Well, look, I think we should find another way of making money because this way isn't, is, is leading us down this road of, you know, filling up our days with blame and negativity and it's, it can drown you. It can drown you because you're never allowed to move forward. You're constantly being protected by that ego self, you know? And the ego self wants us to, it, it, it wants us to, to prove, you know, to prove that we're good enough. Usually, that's, that's really what the, the ego self is, is seeking to do. In the relationship sphere, it's proving that you're not insecure and that you've got your shit together. You know what I mean? And you don't need to be doing work on yourself. You're fucking great. And it's trying to prove that, that, you know, it's trying to prove that in the outside world in your actions. And it's the same with the job, with your job. It's proving that I don't know why these people are upset with me because I did my job. Or I don't know why my boss is um, not seeing what, you know, what I see. Because I'm great, you know, and, and it wants to prove that. The authentic self has no time for that. The authentic self doesn't care about proving itself. All it cares about is really is moving you forward within your day-to-day life, you know, and, and growing and having that introspective thought because that's what's really going to, you know, allow you to work on the things that are, that are under the surface. So the... The authentic self is what I seem to have, you know, without actually knowing even the terms for the concepts, is what I have leaned into in the last two years, two and a half, three years actually. And what the authentic self, the way that it manifests in my life is, um, I might jump into, let's say I jump into ego state, right? Like, um, for instance... I get, um, I get criticism for something. Ooh, that's it's tough. Criticism. No one likes criticism. Nobody likes criticism. People can say, "Oh yeah, give me some constructive criticism," but there's that part of us that gets, you know, that gets hurt by it, and that's the ego side of it. And that, and you know, you could really have your your shit together in terms of the authentic self and really take that on, and it's. And I've gotten to the position where I'm kind of in that. But there are times when I'm criticized about something. And my ego self jumps in front of me to shield me from these bullets. It has its cape on with the big S on its chest. Or maybe like E, a big E written into its chest, right? And it is standing there protecting me from the slings and arrows and bullets of criticism, of, of reality sometimes, right? So, I get criticized about something. My ego self jumps out and says, it's not my problem. I'm not after doing anything wrong. I, what, what's after happening now is you're not liking the way that things are happening. And you're seeking for somebody to blame. You're blaming me. For something here now that is not my fault. You know. I did what I should be doing. Or what I was supposed to do. You know. And that does come out sometimes when I'm criticised. It does. It jumps out and it says. Yeah. Hey. You know. I'm not. You're, 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 you're blaming me for something here now. That I shouldn't be blamed for. The authentic self. The authentic self walks over to the ego self, right? Taps it on the shoulder and says, look, I'm going to just talk here for a second, right? I know you're absolutely fucking absolutely gagging to keep talking here now, right? But you need to sit the fuck down there for a second because I'm actually going to tell you how it really is, right? So the ego self sits down. And the authentic self is after hearing the criticism. It's not just listening to it. It's after hearing this 
criticism, right? And it's it's trying to help you filter it. Because I'm not saying that, you know, every time you get criticism that it's going to be, you know, it's going to be bang on and it's going to be real and true and you should take that on board, you know, take every bit of criticism on board because no, because that means that that, that could really make us feel like we can do fucking nothing right in life. If we're constantly listening to the criticism and saying, okay, 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 and lying down there and taking it. But what the authentic self does is it allows us to, you know, I suppose, remove the personal aspect of it. Remove the personal aspect. So we are not taking it personally. We're not taking the criticism personally. We are taking it, you know, just as a general objective, you know, um, uh, an objective observation, you know. So it's saying, okay, right, look, ego self has a point here, you know, right. Uh, we shouldn't be blamed for everything, but, you know, we probably could have done better in this. Do you think we could have done better in this? And um, was there an opportunity for us to do better at at this point? So. Um, it, it's just, it, it, it really does allow us filter that out. You know what I mean? It allows, it, to, it allows us to take out the personal. So remove it, to, you know, the personal aspect of it and us taking things personally and just allows us to actually look at the objective situation. You know? And criticism is a part of life and it's something that I've, you know, I have often found it difficult to take. You know what I mean? I'm great. Sure, I'm fucking fantastic. I'm the ego self here, and I'm fucking unreal. I can never, I'm never doing anything wrong. The authentic self allows us to remove the personal side of it. It allows us to view it and go, well, look, we could probably have done better in this. And if we did this properly, this situation never would have happened. Do you think that that's probably true? And the, And I'm like, yeah, 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 maybe, maybe actually, yeah. Maybe, maybe if we did it that way, it would be better. And do you know what that is? That's growth. That's what growth is. Realizing that there are actually better ways to do things. You know, in every facet of our lives. It's actually, ma- it's, it's, it's doing the hard work to actually make life easier. That's a strange concept, you know, for me even now, like, it's a it's a strange one that we have to put a lot of effort into our lives to make them, to make them, you know, easier to deal with within our own minds. Now, I, I spent years taking criticism incredibly personally, and so I was attaching criticism to how worthy I was or how much of a good person or a good employee or a good partner or a good friend I was I was I was thinking that that was a it was a, an attack on those things that it was attack on on me as a as a person whereas it really is just somebody identifying maybe a behavior or identifying um a a, a job that you could have done better in and I suppose asking you to look at it honestly and think, okay, how could we do it better here? You know what I mean? And so it's very important as well to realize that, you know, we we don't have to take all of the criticism like this, but that we should just be, we shouldn't be straight away into defense mode, getting the fucking cape on for, for the ego self to jump in front of these bullets and go, here, fuck off, I'm Grant. You know, we should actually, you know, Give it that second to go. Okay, right. I'm and and a good way of doing this is just kind of saying and and look, I'm getting better at this too. You know what I mean? I stumble sometimes too and go, "What are you talking about? I'm fucking great." You know what I mean? It's 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 one of those things where we we can kind of slow down and go, "Okay, I'm going to think about it. I'm going to think about what you said. I'm going to think about the the you know, the the observations that you have made about the situation and." I'm going to review it and I'm going to see, you know, what part that, you know, that I have to play in this. Does that sound okay to you? Okay, great. And that allows us to to move forward. You know what I mean? We're not just shouldering something and just kind of going, yeah, you know what? Fuck you. 
I'm actually grand and I don't need to be working on this kind of shit. I can just I, I you know what I mean? And it's it's tiring. I think it's tiring when you when you live life in that way where you're you're constantly seeking to, you know, to to prove you know, to prove that you're good enough. Um it's fucking tiring as fuck and it's just so not worth it. So to realise that you are a, you're a human that makes human errors, makes mistakes is another big thing to take from this, you know what I mean? And that's what the authentic self is trying to t- teach us is like we are human beings. We will make mistakes and that we can actually learn from them. We can move forward from them so you don't actually have to be the victim of these fucking, you know, the victim of our own mistakes and our own insecurities and our own, you know, personal issues for the rest of our lives. We can actually move forward from them and we can make headway with them. We're 45 minutes in here and I think I'm going to I'm going to start wrapping it up. I, I really have enjoyed like explaining the ego self and the authentic self and how I feel that you know that you can identify either either of them is you know people can say you can identify your in ego self or your you can identify when your authentic self because of the the four p's or the four c's and all this kind of stuff and I think there is great knowledge in those those concepts but I really do feel that it is it is a subjective thing and if you if you look at the situations, like situations that you're having problems with or, you know, or you're finding difficulty with in your own life, you'll identify yourself. You'll know if you're being honest with yourself, you know, if you really look at it, really, really look at, at, at whatever issue or problem that is arising in your life, you'll know what state you're in, you know. Um, and for the majority of my life, I was in ego state, like, you know what I mean? Fucking hell. And it was tiring as fuck. And I just could not... You know, I could not see my life any other way, really. And then authentic self kind of steps in, you know, dressed on nice. Authentic self dresses well. You know what I mean? You can just, are you picturing your own authentic self? Like my authentic self now is fucking hair is perfect. You know, he's there in his nice suit and he's just kind of, he's just relaxed. He's relaxed in that in that way, you know what I mean? The ego self is in its fucking superhero suit, like ready to dive in front of shit to save me from myself, you know what I mean? And the authentic self is just like, okay, we, we don't really care about the ego self. What we're going to get down to now is the honesty and we're going we're gonna to try and move forward from it and grow from it. Does that sound good to you? It's going to take a bit of work. It's going to take a bit of time. Is that okay with you? And we will, we will meet the ego self again, but we have to be open to to staying in that authentic self and, and being true to ourselves so yeah um it's mad when the 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 sun is the sun is getting ready to set the sun is going to be setting in about 25 minutes and you know we have another bit of daylight after that as well we before dusk and I really, really do love the outdoors at this time, you know, just before sunset. Because it's like, okay, things start winding down, you know, they start winding down. The day has been done. And all around us, the animals and the bugs and the insects and the birds and, you know, even the fish in the rivers and and everything. They've all been going about their day all around us. You know, they've been building nests or, you know, guarding eggs or young or hunting for food. They've been doing all of these things all around us. And we go about our day to day and we we never really give them a thought. You know, I give them a thought when I'm out and about, you know, every now and then, but... There's a whole world around us that we have no idea about. And it and that world is starting to settle down now. And the thing about it is it, it, it passes over the guard. It passes over the guard to the nighttime animals. You know? So you'll see deer, you know, walking through forest trails at night. If you ever shine a head torch on a deer, you can see their glimmering eyes staring back at you it's quite a it's quite a magnificent moment actually because I've, I've come across deer on the trails numerous times especially at night time and they kind of don't think that you can see them <laughs> because it's night time 
So you can literally get like, you can literally just be there with a deer for 10 or 15 minutes within feet of it. It's kind of, it's it's calmer in the nighttime because it kind of knows that you're not as well prepared in the nighttime. You know what I mean? It's got this kind of a knowledge about us. You know what I mean? It knows that we're not as safe, you know, as kind of, you know, prepared for the night as they are, you know, so. You can share a nice moment with them at night time. And you see the foxes, you know, and the foxes darting through the, the darting through the hedgerows and across the roads. And unfortunately, they get hit from time to time. But these beautiful animals and their sleek design, you know, that makes them perfect predators. Heading out, trying to survive. And, you know, you have the owls the owls that come out at night time and they're hunting and they can see with laser focus during the night laser focus these wonderful creatures that come out and, and they're part of the night guard and the day guard is starting to settle down starting to go into their nests you know going into their burrows going into their dens and it's a wonderful moment and it's 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 captured by the sun because the sun is setting and that's a that's a, a a real physical closure you know so it's a lovely part of the day i'm going to end this just by saying to each and every one of you guys that is listening to the podcast um the weather is getting a bit better in ireland and you know all over the northern hemisphere try and try and get out and experience some of it like whether that be rainfall or sunshine try and get out and experience some of it because it's it's a beautiful wonderful medicine and it has been a medicine of mine for many many years um even in times when i didn't even think it was it was get out let it evoke those senses within you and let it drive the best the best into your heart so, as always, I'm going to leave you with peace and I'm going to leave you with love. Con. <laughs>